Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 225. I'm your host, Bossed Up's founder and CEO, Emily Aries. And I am super excited to dive into today's listener requested topic on how to manage someone who's older than you. I feel like I've been getting so many great questions from managers, first-time managers, wannabe managers, folks stuck in the middle in their workplaces face a unique set of challenges. And if that sounds like you, I want to make sure you've also heard about two new and exciting offerings we have here at Bossed Up. We've been doing the small business pivot thing, as so many are doing right now as we try to navigate this new world we're all operating in. And if you're here for this kind of an episode, you might also be interested in joining me for my free crisis leadership training. I'm hosting a training on how to care for your people so they'll care for you on three different dates next week, Wednesday, May 13th, and then Thursday, May 14th, and Friday, May 15th. If you want to learn how to create psychological safety for your team, how to lead with empathy when stress is high, and how to just foster a culture of calm that inspires focused effort in times of crisis, this is the free online training for you. Head to bossedup.org slash crisis leadership to register for free. You'll also see on our website today, our brand new launch of an exciting new leadership development program. This is the Bossed Up Leadership Accelerator, a six-month intensive leadership development program for women who want to really establish a strong foundation of leadership skills through monthly deep dive interactive online trainings that you then put into practice in real time in your work. And then we follow up with one another to see how that implementation and real world practice of the theory is going with monthly accountability calls. You'll get one-on-one -on -one coaching directly with me throughout the course of the program, and you'll hear from both me and expert facilitators to develop the skills you need to lead, communicate, manage, balance your life and work, network effectively, and get clear on your roadmap to excelling and ascending into the leadership positions and really establishing that leadership reputation that you want. You can get all the details on this exciting new program at bossedup.org slash leadership accelerator. I'll drop links to both of these exciting new offers in today's show notes. All right, let's jump into today's conversation focused on how to manage someone who is older than you. Here is the email that I received from one of our community members, Brooke. She said, good morning. I'd love to see this question addressed if possible. I have a direct report who is likely 20 years older than I am and possibly not far from retirement. How do I work with him in regards to setting goals? He's a good worker, but I don't feel fully comfortable pushing him to attain new goals and 
maybe it isn't necessary to push him. Just looking for thoughts on this and working with direct reports that are many years older. Brooke, thank you so much for this question. There's a lot to it. I, in fact, want to sort of punt the question of setting goals with your subordinates in general, which we'll be tackling explicitly on an upcoming Boss Tip episode. But I do want to talk specifically about just managing someone who's so much older than you. It is absolutely a point of concern and frustration for a lot of women that I hear from. In fact, ageism is probably the most common intersection, maybe racism actually, but it's one of the many common intersections with with sexism that manifests in the day-to-day work of women in general. So a couple of tips I want to give you on managing someone older than you from the get-go. First is just like everybody We want to be listened to. Human beings of any age want to be listened to actively. So first and foremost, I think it's really important to listen actively to any and all people that you are managing, but especially someone who's significantly older. Ask them about their concerns and goals and frustrations. And maybe their goals don't look like your goals. Maybe their goals are to have great work-life balance and continuing to just meet their minimum requirements at work. But asking powerful open-ended questions followed by active, engaged listening is a helpful way to show anyone who's a direct report that you truly care and that you respect their input. Which brings me to the second tip here. Be inclusive. Being inclusive is more than just embracing diversity of age, right? Being inclusive means including them in decision-making, calling them in to get their take before you make a choice or before you move forward on something, counseling them and seeing them as someone who has something to contribute, bouncing ideas off each other, kind of collaborating. Just because you're their manager doesn't mean you can't include them in key decision-making processes and get their take on things before ultimately, as a leader, you make the final decision. The third thing to keep in mind is that it's probably best to not draw attention explicitly to age differences. I always find that this happens more often in the opposite arena, although, you know, I'm just probably biased because I'm relatively young, but older women I run into on the speaking circuit in particular, it just always amazes me how many times people go, can I ask how old you are? And I want to be like, no, (laughs) but you know, regardless of age, we really don't need to have that conversation. It doesn't help. You're putting up a barrier between you and them. Why would you do that? Why don't we talk about what we have in common instead of pointing to this thing that we have not in common? It just doesn't make any sense. And it always frustrates me when someone either verbally patronizes you like, oh, you know, you're young, you can handle it. Or even I I try not to use the word wisdom when I'm talking to someone who's significantly older than me. I had some brilliant guests on the podcast recently who are years older than I am. And I went to thank them for their time and talents as I am want to do on occasion. And I almost said, thank you for sharing your wisdom. But I stopped myself because I find the word wisdom to be a little triggering for people with whom I have a big age difference. So keep in mind 
the sometimes nuanced ways that we signal age differences. And let's cut that shit out. Okay. It's not helpful. You're not fostering connection. You're literally drawing distinction. So try your best to not focus on or draw attention to age differences. Even when you think you're being just transparent and that you're pointing to the elephant in the room, I think it's best not to. It just points to the chasm between you and your different experiences. I'd be curious to hear if folks disagree with me on this, but that is my take. And the reality is you both already know if there's a big age difference, so it doesn't really help you in any way. The fourth tip I have for this situation is to focus on earning respect through your actions, not just your words. Sometimes you can't communicate or converse your way to mutual respect. Sometimes you've got to prove it. And I think a lot of people who've been around the block who have seen people talk a big game and seen leaders talk a lot about change and positivity and, you know, how everything's going to be better. And then nothing comes to fruition. It's easy to get jaded. And so it's important to recognize that you can't always talk your way to mutual respect. Sometimes you have to earn that respect through action. So things like being reliable, showing integrity, being decisive, right? These are leadership characteristics that can really only be demonstrated through your actions, not your words. So if someone's viewing you with a little bit of skepticism, you kind of need to understand why that skepticism may be warranted and prove it to be unfounded, right? Prove it through your actions that you are reliable, that you are here to provide cover as a leader, that you are here to support not only yourself, but your team, regardless of age. And then finally, my last tip on this is to keep in mind that at the end of the day, no matter what you do, even if you play all your cards right, you take all this advice to heart, you can't always control if someone's going to like you or not. You know, respect is earned. And frankly, it is easy to lose. So it's not your job to make everybody like you. And if someone happens to have a beef with you and happens to be older, significantly older than you, you know, working on that relationship is one thing. Making sure they're not being actively insubordinate, right, is one thing. And having those tough conversations about delivering tough feedback and raising the bar and having clear, high standards, that's another thing. But not liking you, that's not something you can argue with. Like, they're not here to like you. Like they, you can't make someone like you. So I think we can do our best to build rapport, to show mutual respect, to earn trust, and to actively listen, and to be respectful. But it is hard. There's no silver bullet to make someone necessarily respect and like you in return. So we'll talk more on the podcast about dealing with seriously problematic, like, repeat offender employees <laughs> or direct reports. But when it comes to age in the workplace, dealing with someone who reports to you who's significantly older, it can certainly be a challenge, but these tips can help you navigate those choppy waters. Brooke, I hope this helps. And to everyone else listening, I want to hear from you. What in your experience has worked best in this situation? And what would you advise to someone like Brooke who's looking for support in managing someone 20 years her senior? Weigh in in the comment section at the corresponding blog post for today's podcast. 
at bossedup.org slash episode 225 and share that URL with the folks in your world who you think could use this. While you're on the website, definitely sign up to join me for next week's free online trainings focused on crisis leadership. They're going to be the same training, but they're offered at three different times. So I'd love to see you there. If really leading through this crisis is something you want to work on, leading with empathy during this really tumultuous time is something you want to learn more about. And you can learn more about our Leadership Accelerator if this is the year to take your leadership and really your career to that next level. That's the program for you. Thanks as always for listening. Let's keep Boston pursuit of our purpose despite the chaos in our world right now. And let's lift as we climb, y'all.